0: Welcome to the Mind Virus Podcast.
1: Do you think? Do you think that aliens are little green men with big heads? Or do you think they might be like humanoids that maybe look like us, but maybe are just uh, further along in their technological evolution so they can have interplanetary or intergalactic travels? Or do you think aliens might be something more uh, like an angel or a demon or a watcher or all of the above.
0: Okay. So I've got, you've caught me off guard here. <laughs> Welcome to the Mind Virus show. Um I've got three options, A, B, and C. A being little green men.
1: Well, you can have as many options big, as you with like. With big
0: heads. Yeah. You know, the Hollywood. Big heads, area, big eyes, area, long arms. Area 51. The green aliens. Sure. And then number two is like Star Trek aliens. Like they look like us. They're humanoid, but like. I'm imagining Star Trek. Sure. The Vulcans, the Romulans, the Cardassians, sure, yeah. the Kardashians. The
1: Kardashians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew it. Elvis too. I love Men in Black. That's a good expose on what's really going on. Elon nice Musk. Nice documentary. Yes. Um and then number three is they're either they're interdimensional or they're beyond the veil. So angels and demons.
1: Yeah. I mean, we don't. Have to I have limit. to say,
0: well, I have to say, there's a good argument for C, angels and demons, but there's also the potential of uh, other forces. But based on the Book of Mormon and the the many, many times that the priests and the that are writing there say that we're cut off, I'm going with interdimensional. At least, I'm saying that okay. it's out, outside of the veil. Probably that that there may be, there definitely maybe a secret space program, but I'm, I'm thinking there's a limit to how far we can get away from uh, this earth. And maybe, maybe it's the dimension. Maybe it's the third dimension, you know, but I think this uh, experience, whether we get to Mars or whether we've been to Mars or further out or not, is all going to be wrapped up in a fiery apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) If you want. And I mean that by a, uh, it's, it's true meaning in, in Greek, a uh, revealing of the true heavens, of the true world, where this one gets burned up. Right. Meaning this experience gets burned up, not just the earth.
1: You uh, uh, have often said on this show that maybe the next big narrative is aliens or UFOs. You've, you've said that multiple times over our two plus years. Right. This is episode one, 14. 114. Today is um, February February 12th, 2-13-23. It is Super Bowl Monday. The Super Bowl was yesterday.
0: Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. If you're a guy and you're hearing this in any way, shape, or form with enough time to do something about that... Now's your chance to do it. Turn this off. Go right. take care and of business.
1: If you didn't, you're hearing this on Friday. You Then you know.
0: Our condolences. It was, know it was Valentine's Day this
1: week. Which you're well aware of now, and you screwed up. You screwed up. Sorry, buddy. <clears throat> Can't win them all. You know, sometimes, in, in, uh, I, sometimes I've had a, a lot of advance notice of Valentine's Day, and I've still... <laughs> procrastination is... I've still screwed
0: it up. My motto is, let's procrastinate while we still have time. Right.
1: Well, yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah we're the Mind Virus Podcast. I'm Bobby Flood. I'm Jordan Bruno. <clears throat> and uh, there's been a lot of uh, UFO talk in the news lately. The mainstream, always play it straight, tell you the truth, our single source of truth, the mainstream news. <clears throat> Lots of uh unidentified flying objects. That's what UFO stands, you know, comes from. Unidentified flying objects being shot down over various places in North America. Airspace being shut down. There was airspace shut down over Montana, uh, Michigan uh norad has been heavily involved here i thought norad all they did was provide that santa tracker on december 24th (laughs) Uh, that my kids even my older kids always love to look at but the little kids my nieces and nephews always get a kick out of that um but lots of strange unidentified objects being blasted out of the sky um a strange and tragic uh, event unfolding in Ohio speaking of fiery apocalypses
0: oh yeah there was like a train that derailed a chemical train and they just decided to light it up
1: yeah they blew it up or something and the, the pictures I've seen and I understand that pictures can be manipulated but it doesn't look good it doesn't look like a good situation there that smoke is ominous uh, and people, apparently animals are dying from it. Yeah, and, uh, animals a long way away from where this all happened are dying. Or, uh, it, 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 this looks like it should be a big story in the United States, and it's not. For some reason, there's accounts of journalists who are trying to report on it being shooed away or chased away or even arrested. So, uh, right, the I, I headline
0: that, on, this is the headline on Zero Hedge. Quote, get the hell out of there. <laughs> Ohio's apocalyptic chemical disaster rages on. I'll just link to that for for information. Yeah, I your think if something
1: like that happened near here, I, I would definitely want to pack the family up and get out of town for a while.
0: Right. If if you're uh, if you want to see the uh, focus on the UFO phenomenon, Infowars, which <laughs> rotates through a lot of uh, a lot of stories, I'll have to find I'll have to find a few to link, but they've got you know f- five or six or eight stories about the UFO. Narrative, at least, right? What, you know? Because last week it was the the Chinese weather balloon, and now it's moved, it's changed, or shifted to UFOs. It's like, are they trying to are they trying to distract our attention, uh, distract our memories, or or make us forget? Are they trying to to diffuse that this time period and make everybody forget the Chinese weather balloon and say, oh, it's a bunch of other UFOs we're shooting down, like octagonal objects or whatever, right? Or, I mean, they can't be, we know that if it's the mainstream, we know, and it's the government, right? Right. We know they can't be trusted. Are they now realizing we know they, they know that we know that they can't be trusted. So now they're just putting crap out to try and by reverse psychology, get us to believe something. I mean, these guys are pretty smart or is it really them uh, them trying to tell us there's an alien invasion going on?
1: It might be all of that. It also might be a one way of helping us forget that there's pretty good evidence that Joe Biden blew up uh, the Nord Stream pipelines oh, yeah. in a blazing, oh, yeah. blatant, brazen, I should say, brazen and blatant act of war against not only Russia, but Germany Europe. also and all of Europe who yeah. benefits from that natural gas pipeline. There's a That's a, probably
0: the biggest story in all of this. It's a huge
1: story and of course the the apparatchiks came out in force to discredit the journalist who published it. He published it on a Substack. What's his name again? Uh Hirsch, I want to say, and this Seymour? is Seymour. Yeah, I think so. And this is a guy who has a pretty storied record as a investigative journalist. Yeah. I think he was involved in breaking the Abu Ghraib story. Oh yeah. And some other pretty controversial stories. And so now You know, he says something that goes against the regime that doesn't make the that that, you know, makes the regime look bad. But it's the regime that the apparatchiks are uh, toadstools for. And so Mm -hmm. now they come out and say, oh, you're a jerk. You're you're a traitor to the cause. Well, another
0: another one that that happened to was Naomi Wolf. She had published on Twitter some two years ago or three years ago, a note that the vaccines It was two years ago, probably that the vaccines would affect a woman's menstrual cycle and could affect reproductive capability, which they said was false, banned her for misinformation, and now it's been proven true. And so she, there was an article she published about those guys wrecking her life yeah. on um, Zero Hedge, which is vitriolic and rightly so. And what's fu- what's not funny, but it's ironic, is that these are her people. Like she's she right. was a dyed-in-the-wool elitist leftist until you know, they became full on Orwellian. So she, she, <laughs> she shredded them. She excoriated these people in her sub stack. And it's, it was actually kind of entertaining, but also, you know, you, f- you feel bad for her, but it's like, Hey, we saw, some of us saw this coming, you know, you yeah. shouldn't have been siding with these people in the first place. This, <laughs> this is your family here. <laughs> right. You know?
1: Yeah. She was banned from Twitter for a long time. She's been since reinstated after the Elon Musk takeover. Uh, the White House responded to Hirsch's article by referring to him as a blogger, which is, a, you know, <laughs> become a derogatory term if you're a journalist. Yeah. In a JK Rowling, the same thing happened to her. Her own kind turned on her. Uh, by the way...
0: Right. The intellectual status left is not a happy family,
1: guys. By like, the way... The Leave vi- now. The video game Hogwarts Legacy, which we, we talked about a little bit right. last week, is... Fantastic. Oh, you love it. It is legitimately a fantastic game. It is a game of the year candidate, and it's awesome because it's put all of these lunatics into a horrible situation. These game of the year awards type people. Mm-hmm. Do they who go do, with the truth? Do they go with the truth and, 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 and award and, and recognize the game on its merits, or do they capitulate to the, to the lunacy, the gender cult? And 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 ignore the the game and and alienate the 99.9% of customers who are playing it and enjoying it. Uh, It'll be really interesting to see (laughs) what they do. They're probably praying. To for whatever, game. Whatever God they worship for better games to come along throughout the year. When's
0: the, when is the game of the year <clears> going out? At the end of the year or is it in the middle of the year?
1: I don't remember. I think there, there's different game of the year awards, but there is an award show. Like an tr- Oscars? They've tried to turn it the into Oscars sort Oscars of, and the Grammys? Yeah, they've the, tried to turn it into that. Or the
0: Golden Globes. It's the Oscars and the Golden Globes because the Grammys is a music thing. Grammys right?
1: is music. They've tried to have a, they have an award show where they've tried to make it that big. You know, and they like to say, oh, gaming is the biggest entertainment industry in the world, and mm-hmm. that's all fine and good. But the show is always cringy and weird, and you can almost smell the nerd <laughs> through the TV. Look, and this is a ga- avid video gamer telling you this. But the game... I can smell the nerd across the table. The game, <laughs> Well, that, yeah, but it's a small, it's a small table. The Scoot game, back. the game is, back, is truly excellent. It is fantastic. It's a family friendly game. What's so, what's so
0: fantastic about it though?
1: It, okay. The beasts? The type of game and that where it you is, find it's them? a, it's, it's a single player game okay. in a immersive open world based on Hogwarts. So the, the game map for right now. Takes place in the school, Hogwarts School, and the surrounding area, the, the, the English, Scottish countryside, wherever it is, okay. in the 1800s. So this is pre Harry Potter, which was a great decision because then you don't have to deal with any of that, you know, contemporary that narrative. Stuff. Yeah. Right. And you, you play the role of a fifth year Hogwarts student. Only fifth year. And not too powerful. Uh, Pretty powerful, but not too powerful. powerful, He has some special abilities because, of course, in these video games, you are the chosen one. Oh, really? Which house are you in? I was sorted into Gryffindor. No way!
0: No way! Did the Sorting Hat take into account your decision?
1: (laughs) Hey, the Sorting Hat don't lie. Okay, but you can, you can, you can. Can you end up Slytherin? You can overwrite the Sorting Hat as part of the game if you want but I went with the sorting hat because the sorting hat don't lie.
0: Did it ask you any questions? Yeah, it does. And then that's what puts you in the house? Yeah. So you could have ended up in a different house.
1: Could have. A lot of players have been in the other houses.
0: Mm. And they're still the chosen one.
1: Yeah, apparently. I mean, no spoilers.
0: Okay, okay. Don't spoil it, yeah. So
1: these types of games, there's a lot of them out there. And and a lot of them are pretty good. Some of them are not good. And there's a few choice ones that are excellent, that kind of transcend and change the whole industry. One of those is Red Dead Redemption 2. Another one of those is God of War 4. These both won uh, Game of the Year awards. Um, they're just very immersive, detailed experiences with side quests and characters and stories. So the
0: thing you love about this is the, the quality environment and the story the the creative story they've come up with and the detail of the of the world is that what I'm yeah, getting is the, this is blowing it's blowing Mr. Flood away,
1: <laughs> yeah the de- the the detail in the school is fantastic and it's very much the Wizarding World right there's there's things that if you're a Harry Potter fan you'll find very familiar including that soundtrack that's okay. in there because it's a Warner Brothers project okay uh, which I think I think was uh, well, the, the development studios, Avalanche Studios, and I think they're a, a Utah-based, or at least have a Utah office. So there might be people right among you that helped create this world. Witches
0: and wizards living amongst us.
1: But yeah, the game is good because it's, um, it, it, it immediately uh, immerses you into that world in a compelling way. The gameplay is fun. There's There's something for everybody, right? You can play it on a very hard mode where the combat is unforgiving sort of like Dark Souls. They call those Souls-like. Dark Souls is a gaming franchise, which is known to be very difficult pattern-based combats. So we have to parry and dodge and block at certain times. It has sort of that type of combat, but they wand it up a bit, you know, with the spells. Hmm. Spells you're familiar they with. They wanded it up. Spells that every Harry Potter fan is, fan is familiar with, like... Wingardium Leviosa. Like that, and Stupefy.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking Incendio. of just defeating a
1: troll. And you, can, you do defeat a troll. Well, you fight a troll. I don't know if you would defeat it or not. Mm. But uh, Or you can play on a story mode where the combat is almost just...
0: Um, Part of the story.
1: Just kind of there, right? It's not super challenging. You just have to walk <clears throat> around and find the stuff. But there's tons of stuff to explore and find and puzzles and riddles. and You
0: talk to people.
1: You talk to NPCs. You're the only player character. Okay.
0: So it's single player. But how many people could play the game concurrently on the same computer. Like, say, you have a brother and a sister that are fighting with each other over a computer. Just theoretically. Just one. So you can't have two people running the same right. experience. Right. It, I that think, would cost you I another think, 60 bucks to have the kid number two right. doing it.
1: Right. I think a co-op mode would, would be a lot of fun in this game because there are certain missions that you will do with another NPC, like another student.
0: So you'd have to wait
1: till child a got done with it and then you could start over yeah you could make a new character uh and have a new game without disturbing the other game if that makes sense so you could have we could have if if you and i were doing this i could have my bobby flood character in that Mm -hmm. game and then you could start a new save a new game with jordan bruno and play through the story and we could and you wouldn't affect mine unless you deleted it.
0: Oh, I, so how... Okay, so you can't have extra saves, right? So You can
1: have extra saves. You just can't both be playing at the same oh, time.
0: Oh, okay. So I meant... Okay, I, I said that wrong. I meant playing... I did say concurrently. But playing it... You know, like one kid plays it for an hour and then yeah. another kid plays it for an hour. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many I, saves can you have? I don't as know. Pro-
1: probably a lot. I only have one so save. So a family
0: <laughs> could use this. They just have to start the timer... We,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and then let and the I, next kid... I do know some people that are playing it like on the couch like the one near you on a big screen like the one near you on a hmm. playstation 5 and they all get together and they they watch they, they watch whoever's got the controller and they contribute to the riddles and the story choices and things like that
0: so it's fun enough that other people can watch it and enjoy it
1: maybe i maybe? I, I mean i've watched some people play it on you know streams and stuff but it's a, it's in in the in today's Environment. It's rare to find a game like this that is one family friendly, mm-hmm. two um, finished. It's a so finished it's actually product. nicely done. Yeah. Now there's you know every video game's got some glitches and things, but it's finished. It's not an early access game. It's not mm-hmm. you're not buying the game to beta test the game like mm-hmm. so many of the titles that come out nowadays. It's mm-hmm. finished. Now they have hinted at and promised further DLC downloadable content in the future, and there's a huge potential for that. Uh, you know, Quidditch and maybe expanding the map. Maybe you go to London. That would be cool. I think 18-whatever is London. Hmm. I think it's late 1880s because I think one of the professors says <laughs> something like, never forget the the Wizarding Wilds of 1874. So, I think- so they'll,
0: they'll, <clears throat> they'll create some expansion packs and charge you for it, it sounds
1: like. Um, they may charge you for them. Sometimes you get those things for free. Hmm. There's tons of cosmetics, so you can make your guy look... Guys don't use cosmetics, but keep going. <laughs> In the video game world, cosmetics are just not makeup, but any costume It's the barbershop, apparently. Barbershop, um, and then r- different robes. You can, you can look like a pretty traditional student with your crest on your robe and a tie underneath, you know, a uniform. You can, there's, there's all kinds of robes and hats and wizard hats and floppy hats and derby hats and goggles. So you
0: spend your time imagining your character creating your character getting immersed in it and mm-hmm. then you go through a story that's really good and and it brings draws you in and it's it's a a big world and
1: it's the closest that we can get right now in 2023 actually going to Hogwarts
0: and being a wizard, right? More so than like going to (laughs) Orlando's Universal Studios and going in and buying the expensive butterbeer and going to the wand shop and all that stuff. I think
1: that's pretty cool. The thing about that is that you never, and same with the Star Wars experience at Disneyland, it's never, you're never so suspended from reality that you don't forget you're at an amusement park. Does that make sense?
0: You know that well, you're, you're in, always in line and, and you're always and like everyone forking, around, out, and you're every, forking out money for a, a locker. You're forking out <laughs> right. money for another locker. You're forking out money for uh, a butterbeer or, you know, or you're just going to fork right. out money and just because- And as cool because, as
1: they've, as great a job as those guys have done with that. You look around and you see people wearing contemporary clothes. Bustling through the crowd. Getting rained on in Orlando. And you remember that this is not the real thing. Like, what would have been really cool is if, you know, you go over to Hogsmeade Village, you get on the train, and you go to, which, by the way, Universal Studios, Wiley, Beeps. Bleepity Bleeps? If you want to go from Diagon Alley... To Hogsmead, you got to have another ticket for the other part of the park. Oh yeah, you got
0: the multi-park pass. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, and it takes forever. Like you can't. So you go over. What What would have been really interesting is if Hogsmead had been out in a forested area with the
0: dirt road, and
1: everyone's in period dress. But again, the the fellow guests would ruin right. the immersion. That'd
0: be more of a cosplay park, right? A LARPing park. So the video game didn't wasn't there a place that tried to do that down here evermore? I remember that. I in Utah I, County? Yeah, that sounds
1: familiar. Did anything happen with that? I don't know. I have to look into that. It's nevermore. Maybe it is nevermore. Or maybe more. it's still around. I don't know. But a video game, I, again, it's on a screen. I get that. But just like movies can immerse you and you forget you're in the theater, you become you become a part of the story. That's one of the one of the reasons I really like Good video games like that is because you become part of the story. Whereas a movie is a, a one way interaction, right? Video game is a two way interaction.
0: Movie's not an interaction.
1: Well, it is. You sit
0: and you, you watch. Y- you talk to the movie? Well, no, but hey, you, hey, hey! No no, 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 no! No, don't do that! You, don't you don't can't walk. T- in, you can't tell don't me. Don't get out of the tub you and can't. put on your bathrobe and walk outside to see what the noise is <laughs> in the middle of the night when you already know there's an axe murderer running around. You
1: can't tell me you've never been emotionally affected by a movie. Of course, yeah, you have. but
0: that's you get affected by the movie. But you're not interacting with the movie.
1: It's a it's a communication. It's it's an interaction in, in the sense that like you a psychic interaction. You become part of that story, right?
0: Okay, well, uh, whatever. The video games. There's the never-ending story. That one I can yeah, see you, yeah, that you can become good. part of that because then it starts talking. But to a video
1: me. game, you can change, to an extent. You can change the story. You can take your character down different. You paths. know what I really
0: liked when I was a kid was the choose-your-own-adventure yeah, books. Those, those, those were, were great. It was like, and I, and I would have to choose every path to see what all the right possibilities were. But those were fun.
1: Yeah, I remember teachers saying, if you read a choose-your-own-adventure book, you can't choose one adventure and then count all the pages in the book for your reading requirement. <laughs> you have to read the whole book to count all the pages. Because you could get from beginning to end in like yeah, six pages. you can finish it in like, <laughs> yeah, a few minutes. I'm done. Anyway. I won. I won the The, uh, the people who are, are trying to make you not buy that game or play that game because... Uh, of jk rowling's utterly banal commonsensical views on gender are are uh they're failing miserable Mm. miserably the game is selling like crazy it's getting huge great reviews even some of the mainstream game reviewers are maybe begrudgingly saying it's awesome there's a few like well, I won't mention names, but there's a few who are saying, "No, this game is harmful and it's causing it's there's harmful." A, yes, yes, yes. It's violence. Yeah, it's it's violence against uh, uh, marginalized so people groups. who have
0: psychoses.
1: So anyway, <clears throat> it's excellent. Oh, good. And I highly recommend it if you have a Harry Potter fan. In how your many family. Uh,
0: how many hours would you say you've spent in this game since last podcast? 30.1. Thirty point one. Thirty. It keeps track. Yeah. 30
1: point one. And I got it on the seventh. So
0: in six days.
1: I put in a couple long longer sessions where I didn't get a lot of stuff. If sleep. you're gonna
0: binge watch like if you're gonna binge watch a, a series on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, you could put in that game. Yeah, of see time.
1: video games are my TV shows. I I I will watch TV shows, but I don't do it regularly. Like a lot of people come home from work when then or whatever, and they want to watch episodes of whatever shows they're watching. I'm more of okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play some games
0: so and so far you haven't experienced in the, in the storyline of this uh, Hogwarts legacy any wokeification, any wokeness, any any like u-turn where you're like, oh, they tricked us. Uh, into not giving yet, us our money
1: not yet there's. You know, it it takes place, like I said, in the eighteen hundreds in England or Britain somewhere, and it's and probably, it's rated for all ages, right? Yeah, so they're unlikely
0: to. There's no no profanity.
1: A, there's no nudity okay. or anything like that. It is, if you want to get nitpicky on that time period, it's probably far too diverse of a cast. There's black people and like Asian the people. Like the Ring of and, Power series, right now. Now the one caveat you could say as well it's the wizarding world not the real world and so they scour the globe for wizards of all types. Well, Brit-
0: Britain also had been um, bringing people from all over the world because right. it had colonized the world right. at that point in the late 1800s. Like so maybe said, it is a little, little more plausible.
1: It, 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 but it works because again who cares right and it's just you it, it's full of fun and interesting characters. You're not That's required to fun.
0: suspend your disbelief too far. It's a it's right. plausible and it's okay because we're we're making up a new story and, and we love all these people anyway. So you can, we don't have to can, have it be like historically right. Blah.
1: And you can have like pink or purple hair and things like that. But again, in the 1890s. But again, it's the wizarding world, so they can do things. That's
0: right, because you got like Tonks who can change her look. Right. So it works really well. Yeah.
1: Now. I know you, one of your hangups on video games is you shoot people and take their stuff. I'm guessing that you do that a lot. And you do. And it's kind of funny because a lot of these types of games like Grand Theft Auto, which is sort of the loose, you know, inspiration for the movie Free Guy, where all this violence is happening. Right, right. You can walk around in those games and you can just shoot anybody. Mm -hmm. In Hogwarts, you, you can't. You can't just go in and shoot up the the lunchroom or something. Oh, okay. And you can understand that why that is. You know, you're talking about kids. You're playing as kids right. with other Hogwarts students. But also, it just doesn't make sense lore-wise or gameplay-wise. Well, how do you
0: know when you're supposed to fight? Is it like there's m- music changes music or something?
1: Music comes on, and, and, you, and, and, and you know because there's like a, a The red, bad guy has got yeah. a red circle around him or oh, something. Oh, kind of. But, but it's kind of interesting because... In the at the end of the day, you're still this minor. You're like a 16 or 17-year-old kid killing a lot of adults.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> with with you, a wand, of course. With a
1: wand. Now, you can learn the um, unforgivable curses. Oh, really? Yeah, I have not in 30. yet.
0: In 30.5 hours, you've found this out, that you can learn oh. the unforgivable but curses. But I
1: haven't yet. I haven't gotten that far in the story. Okay. You can even learn Avada Kedavra. Is that how you say it? Good enough. But it, it takes a long time, apparently, to, to go through that quest line to learn that. Now, I'm on the verge, I think, of learning the first one, which I think is Crucio. You're going to torture people. But, um, well, I don't, I, I'm just going to learn the spell. I don't know if I'll use it or not. I'm, hmm. I'm trying to role play as a chaotic good. Character, but I do have. So they use that terminology, or no, you just borrowing? I'm, I'm borrowing
0: that from D and D. But okay. I don't know that they apparently would care about the copyright now at this point, <laughs> from what I've heard. Now this there's game, there's a big problem out there in D and
1: One of the shortcomings in this particular game, if you compare it to some of the other games like it, is um, like Red Dead Redemption Two has an honor system. So if you go around just blasting people, your honor drops. And the more it drops, the harder it is to interact with NPCs. People will charge more or not even sell to you. Mm-hmm. And the converse or the...
0: Yeah, the more good the karma fun. you build, yeah. the better people uh, treat you. Is,
1: is, so if you play honorably, I mean, you know, just kind of like... So really, this doesn't have a car- karma it, it or doesn't honor ha- system? No, it doesn't have an honor system. I mean, it's kind of funny. Throughout the world, there are like bags and chests that you can... You just loot them. You can loot. It's sort of funny. You walk into a store. Like I go into all Wand shop, and I'm like, "Yo, take all, take all the wands." What's up? And I pilfer his chest, you know, grab some gold out of it, and he doesn't do anything. He'd, oh, okay. oh Hello, good to see you again. Or you, <laughs> you know, you walk into <laughs> the wand that chooses the wizard, right? <laughs> curious, yeah. very curious, and you go through that whole process where you get to try some different wands. It's very, it's very true to the Harry Potter precedent, and it's Ollivander. Yeah, well it's Oliver it. somebody Grandpa in, yeah, somebody in the family. Um but there isn't any consequences for your actions as of yet. Like there there kind of is. For example, you can go on a quest where a student's like, I need help. Can you find something for me? And then you go find the thing and you can choose, you can say, Here's the thing you wanted, and they'll think you're cool. Or you can be like, Yeah, I found it, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> And then later on, you might walk by that student and you'll overhear that student go, I can't believe you kept that. You know, things like that. (laughs) But there's no honor system that ticks up and down. And I, I haven't seen yet any like, consequences like some of those games like skyrim and the in the elder scrolls series is famous for people accidentally stealing things because you can pick up so many things oh and in, then they ruin the and then whole you accidentally quest. steal something and then the guy runs you off and beats you and the guards chase you and you have to run out of town and wait a minute then go back and then they all forget but, <laughs> okay <laughs> but this doesn't have any of that um but it's an excellent game i I'm, highly recommend it
0: how many hours do you think this is going to take to get to the end of the main quest, and then how many hours do you think somebody would put into playing this?
1: You know, I, I've read accounts of the main quest. If you did nothing but the main quest, <clears throat> being a 30 to 40 hour experience. But you'd have to know
0: what you were doing.
1: Well, you get prompts for the main quest, right? The main quest is marked differently than the side quests. Oh, okay. But some of the main quest to progress it requires certain side quests so you can learn different abilities to then so if somebody wanted to but, get to
0: the end of the story it might take them 30 or 40 hours
1: yeah you could blaze through it but this kind of game like in my opinion that's i've played i've played i went through god of war 4 in a straight line like mm-hmm. that i was trying to finish it before something else came out or something there was something else and i i was on a deadline i wanted to get done and that took like 20 hours but I didn't really do any exploring. To me, the, the joy in those types of games is just wandering and kind of seeing what happens. Yes, you got to stay on task and get certain quests done, but a lot of it is just finding things like a cave and you go in there and there's some battles or what, some enemies to fight, but then you find a bunch of loot and gold sure. and whatever, or maybe a secret room or what, whatever.
0: What, what kind of time do you think you, you would spend on it? How many hundreds of hours? Oh, well, I
1: think this could easily be an 80 to 100 hour game for most people. And even more if somebody really wanted to explore it yeah if you wanted to 100 percent it because there's all these checklists right Mm -hmm. challenges and collections and Mm -hmm. cosmetics and quests and can you get it all done and it's rare for people to do that i i 100 percented red dead redemption (laughs) 2 and i think i mean that's according to the measures that the game provides there's still little you don't know if there are other easter eggs right nooks and crannies i'm sure didn't find and that took me about 100 hours hmm. of gameplay. and so It's nice
0: that they keep track of it for you.
1: It's nice, and it's depressing. And it's, it's the, I, I, use, I download most of my games through Steam, mm-hmm. which is a PC client. Is this one available through Steam, Hogwarts? Yeah. Steam, and you can buy a DVD of it. Hmm. You, know, you can get it through the PlayStation Store or wherever. You, whatever gaming system you have has probably got it, except for Switch. I don't think it's out on the Switch yet. Hmm. So it's, um, you know, the, the danger was that the the angry people that were trying to ruin this game would be somehow validated if the game was terrible, mm. but the game's not. It, it's not terrible. It's really good.
0: Sounds like you're pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's... And it's, you, uh, you and a lot of other people.
1: It's It's a lot of fun. If you like computer games, this is a great one. If you want to just... If you like the Harry Potter world, or someone in your family does, it's a great one. Now, this is all... Brought to you by Warner Brothers and Pfizer and uh, Pfizer. <laughs> no, I'm not a paid sponsor of, of these these games. I just mm-hmm. had a good and then we, you know, I know we mentioned it last week. So
0: yeah, so it's a long follow. Well, you got it. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> well, last week was a fun podcast. I really enjoyed it. I, I listened to it later and laughed a lot at some of the inside <laughs> jokes and some of the back and forth. That's just me. I don't know if if the listeners really enjoyed it or not, but uh, fortunately, our friend Pepe. Loved it, and he commented on that on the uh, MindVirus show page for episode 113. He, of course, was our contest winner for the story contest, and he seemed to enjoy our role playing. <laughs> and did you read the comment that he yeah, gave? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm I'm pleased that he he enjoyed that. Of course, he's that type of type of guy and would um, uh, would enjoy it. And Dimitri's back commenting on music. It does seem like, Dimitri, whatever episodes you're skipping, you're here for when we are uh, implicating you or commenting on you or talking about obscure um, music from the 80s. So right. that was fun. We had comments from Mr. T and Dr. Nick also. Thank you. I thought it was a fun podcast. So
1: Yeah, it was. And then all weirdness broke out this week. Like It's been a strange week if you're trying to keep up to the like news and Twitter and things.
0: Well, did you, uh, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. We must comment on the halftime show. Did you have anything to say? I watched it and I got really bored. I thought it was really long and boring,
1: but I have seen some people's interpretations of it. We're talking about Rihanna. I wish they had just wheeled uh, Chris Stapleton back out there. He, he sang the... White National Anthem, mm-hmm. not the black National Anthem. Did they
0: sing two National Anthems? Yes. Did they, you watch the whole Super Bowl? I, or did you I, go to a party or something I, like that? I did, yeah. In, Contrary to the advice of uh, your ward council <laughs> church leaders on yeah, there Sunday. Was
1: a, there was quite a Twitter storm on that topic as well, hmm. bizarrely enough. But, um, well, weren't you instructed
0: I, I, not to go I, on? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I
1: think the black National Anthem played while I was driving to the party. So I got there just as Chris Stapleton sang the, na- the regular national anthem, the American United States national anthem. The,
0: act- the official national anthem. The right. one that everybody...
1: Recognizes. Yeah. And then, I, yeah, we watched the game. The, the commercials you were... Know, the volume wasn't up loud enough for me to hear the commercials, or else pe- you know, people were talking a lot. So I, I, didn't re- I don't have any opinion on the commercials. and None of them really stood out to me.
0: I watched late last night like a 15 minute highlight reel mm-hmm. and that was great mm-hmm. that's a good way to do there it there's some friends over um i can't remember we, we've we've uh, for many years just not really paid any attention to it which to each his own that's fine if you guys like to watch it um but i did go back and why it was a high scoring game it looked like a good game because was a lot of offense yeah and it came down to the wire a little controversy at the end but you yeah, know yeah, well, the it came, holding came penalty to it. right right because it, what it, how long would that field goal have been if they didn't probably 40ish yards i'd think Man, NFL kickers make those quite often they do but but it's still a, it's higher, still a high higher pressure question, situation yeah. he had missed
1: earlier in the game yeah he hit the upright didn't he's he a, he's a good kicker but
0: how far did he miss from i, I don't know 40 ish like it was a long it was a long kick yeah longer for sure and then it would have been only tied so you kind of got to give that one to the chiefs I, it looked like they no well, they, at least from what i saw they they were equally it wasn't like they they stole it right at the end it right. looked like they were equally um, well, and we can't capable. forget
1: we can't forget that the chiefs had a touchdown taken away from them on the oh did they? fumble non fumble on the
0: i didn't see that cuz i only watched the so highlights the,
1: the eagles player yeah it's interesting that they wouldn't show that in the highlights but it, the eagles player clearly caught the ball Mm-hmm. And then he was hit immediately and dropped the ball, which was scooped up and the re- player ran it in for a touchdown. Mm, so it was a but, catch, fumble, they fumble. Re- they reviewed and it and said, no, he didn't actually catch the ball. And it still he- looked like a catch? In the NFL, you have to, to, for something to be a catch, you have to make a football move. Oh. But he knew he caught it because as he was watching the guy run into the end zone, he put his hands on his head like, what have I done? What have I done? But you know the the NFL the catch rules in the NFL are uh, always absurd and controversial yeah. and adapting and mm. changing, but it was it was a fun time. We had a good evening. Good.
0: Well, halftime show uh, was very symbolic in my opinion, but very simple. did you what what tell me what some of the <clears throat> things are that you heard about it? I'll well, tell you what I think.
1: R- Rihanna came out and she was all in red.: Yeah. And she was on a platform. She's pregnant. Pregnant, elevated on a platform. Which, from a stagecraft standpoint, it was kind of cool. What they did this this platform was zooming all over mm-hmm. many platforms. Excuse
0: me. Do you know how many platforms?
1: You're going to tell me. Was there seven? There were seven platforms. Okay. And uh, it was impressive that nobody fell off of these platforms while they were moving. You know, dancing. Um,
0: I noticed they had le- uh, like lanyards or uh, yeah, sure tethers. They, I'm tethers. Su-
1: I'm sure they were. Yeah. So she came out, uh, pregnant Rihanna, in a red jumpsuit which was unzipped, and she had a red, like brazier,
0: plasticky, something to accentuate the boobs.
1: Yeah, she was covered, but it was. Um, you know, Wait a still... minute. Do we have to bleep that? This isn't no. No, we don't. The mammary area? I'm not, I'm not gonna What bleep do we call anything. that? <laughs> <laughs> so and then and then all of her dancers were male, I believe. It was kinda hard to tell at first because right. they were all dressed in white, almost like hazmat suits. But well, like, they had the stylized.
0: Like, they had like uh training bras on or something. Yeah, they like. kept
1: raising their coats to flash their abs, but their Their chests were covered.
0: And they had uh, coats on, and they had their hoods on, and And they had sunglasses, sunglasses, and a lot of them had beards. This reminds me of uh, From the Good Place. It was uh, um, possibly, um, what's his name? The guy, oh man, I'm drawing a blank here. The guy that would always say, Jacksonville Jaguars rule. I don't remember. Did you ever watch The Good Place? I don't think so. Jason Mendoza, I think, is his name. Let me get there to be <laughs> okay. Because you got Kahani, was that her name? Uh, Tahani, and then yeah, Jason Mendoza was kind of her love interest for a little while.
1: Is that a movie or a TV show? That's a TV
0: show. Oh, that's great. This is highly symbolic <laughs> stuff. Okay, I got. I still have to watch the last series, but hmm. uh, sorry, the last uh, season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ted Danson is the Demiurge. That's your big key. If you ever oh, this, I, I remember the Ted one Danson, you're talking about now. Ted Danson is sort of the angel in charge. Yeah, yeah. He ends up being the creator of the, good, the quote, good place. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, Jason Mendoza is from Jacksonville, and he's kind of a, a dud type of a character yeah, guy. A dumb jock. Not really a dumb jock even. He's just kind of dumb. Okay. <laughs> but he has a dance troupe <laughs> that he keeps talking about. So this reminds me of Jason Mendoza's dance troupe that you never see.
1: Right. <clears throat> yeah, these well, dancers. Maybe I, do see it. I can't remember. These dancers are all in white. She's in red. And they and there's many moments where they're kind of dancing in a uh, worshipping type way around her.
0: Very sexual, um, very sensual yeah. dancing. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm not a Rihanna fan. I know that's probably surprising to uh, to our listeners. So I didn't really recognize or, or you know appreciate any of the songs. Some of the people we were with did, and we, you know that's fine. But these platforms moved around. Sometimes she was above people. Sometimes she was below. Sometimes they were on her platform. Uh, she didn't move around a ton because she's pregnant, and so I guess that's understandable. But uh, it was one of those shows where. A lot of times in the Super Bowl, they'll bring in a couple other big names to kind of, um, as surprises, right? Surprise cameos. I don't think they did this. I don't think they did that this time around. Yeah, they didn't
0: bring an extra celebrity in.
1: Um, but I I got pretty, I kind of got bored and I went over, I think, halfway through and started picking at the, the food table, getting a, a cookie mm-hmm. or something. A football-shaped Rice Krispie treat, or <laughs> extra wing, or something. But
0: that's a pretty elaborate party to have football-shaped Rice Krispie treats. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah we, you know, we we take you our, do it right. Take our football At the parties. flood family. <laughs> but you're gonna. I've read since read some symbolic interpretations. But yeah, what's
0: what's the news on the street? What are they talking about?
1: Well, uh like I said, I've only just kind of read a little bit. And none of this is original Bobby thought, Bobby flood thought, but it was like uh, people are saying that because she's pregnant, this is an occult ritual, getting ready to have her baby, throwback to one of her older albums where she had a picture of herself as a baby with a crown on. That was seven years ago when she last performed. Hmm. And so the timing that is- That was the last time she
0: performed was seven well, years ago? Well, at the Super Bowl, I think. Oh, she Maybe. performed the Super I, Bowl. I don't know.
1: I don't follow okay. her okay. career, so I don't really I don't know. know.
0: I almost, I, I, I mean, we commented on it because it happened and it was like big news, but <laughs> I. it's like, we know what's going on, guys. We've seen, I mean, the Grammys was almost too overt. They had the guy dancing around in the Satan outfit, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, and it was a red and white type of a thing too. Right. Anyway, so they're just saying she's going to have a baby. Well, no, I mean I could find who's pregnant. The world is pregnant. The (laughs) we're pregnant with a. (laughs) It might be. I think (laughs) that's part of the symbolism is that there's a baby that's going to occur. Condoleezza Rice talked about the new world order or the new order or whatever one time and talked about labor pains and right. You know, you 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 don't when you're pregnant, you're going to have a baby. That's the right. It just it keeps coming and it comes whether or not you want it to come.
1: Right. You know, if that's the, the analogy, if, if the new world order is a baby, maybe I am pro-abortion. <laughs> <laughs> uh No. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't put a ton of thought into it. I watched it. And I watched for some symbolism stuff and, and I just got bored, honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, but, I, I, know, I thought it was pretty obvious and simple. Right. So you got the seven heavens symbolized by the seven platforms. Mm-hmm. And Rihanna of course is your central figure. She could be the woman in scarlet from Revelation if that's what you want to look at. Uh red Adam um the name Adam means um man or it can mean red or of the earth. There's a lot of different interpretations on what that might actually mean, but it's about physicality. It's about being in the third dimension, right? You, t- you asked about the aliens right off the bat. Right. It's about being in phys- the physicality that we inhabit, the entropic physicality. So that red and white could be an allusion to uh, the earth because you had all the guys down on the bottom right? and then the, the platforms going up and down. And uh, white and red were the the crowns or the the colors used in the two crowns of egypt um you got the pharaohs of upper egypt would wear a white crown the pharaohs of lower egypt a red crown and then when they were unified that was that was uh, put together into a combined red and white crown uh depicting the the unification of the two lands and egypt of course was um is emblematic or symbolic of the world or the the fallen world at large in a lot of ways also just a babylon you know right. it, it was the whipping boy for the jews a lot even though there's a lot of good in egypt a lot of good in the temples there it's you know y- y- it, it all depends on how people use the different symbols right but but red is definitely um and by the way upper egypt is the um further up the Nile. So it's South, not North and lower Egypt would be further down towards the Delta or North. So anyway, red, red is definitely an earthly symbol, a flesh symbol, a carnal symbol, carnal, carnis in um, Latin is flesh. Carne asada is a good dish at a right. Mexican restaurant, you know, right. With right. a lot of meat in it. And so blood it's, you can see that. So, you, when they when they had those platforms, V down, you would see the cosmos inverting, and then they they ultimately, I think, tried to bring her back up. Mm-hmm. A very cosmic ceremony, but but it's also very much celebrating the the lower realm. And those dancers were all about the phallus, all about mm-hmm. the you know making these symbols, these sexual gestures. Uh, around this pregnant woman. And, and so I don't know exactly what they're trying to say, but there's your, you you guys think about it. Give us some comments on the website. There, they're trying to say something. There
1: were two ads, that I think about it, that stand out to me. One of them was uh, an advertisement for something to do with U2, like a new tour or album or something. Did you happen to see this one?
0: No, U2 I haven't seen
1: anything. U2 had an ad with a bunch of UFO-looking things, a spy balloon-type thing. And I'm thinking, what? Did they cut that together based on the current kind of news that's going on? Or is this something... It was kind of strange, right? Given everything that's going on. And then there was the He Gets Us people paid for a Super Bowl ad. He Gets Us LLC. He is referring to Jesus. And you might have seen these ads on television. But they have these... These ads that are kind of ambiguous or vague, and at the end, it's like Jesus gets us, and they're called He Gets Us LLC. And I've kind of wondered about who the who they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's something else we have to talk about that has nothing to do with the Super Bowl that I just remembered.
0: Okay, okay, let's change but subjects.
1: I need, but so let's go back. Well, let's
0: recap though. You got the U two uh because this spawn, this spawned right out of the, the two uh this thought spawned out of the two commercials right because you got right rihanna the fallen world the the flesh and blood the the uh the white and the red uh, you know with the seven heavens inverting or whatever um so you got kind of a false system remember the dragon from revelation seven heads mm-hmm. okay um then you got the youtube guys what was the symbolism in that one Or what was the message? Well, they had all the spy balloons. The spy balloons. Yeah. Okay. And then the the next one was Jesus gets us. Mm -hmm. And then bam, there was some lightning strike of thought here. That Uh, oh, another thought
1: I had for today. But if you want, this was sent to me. This is from an Instagram account called Symbolism Syndrome, where Mm -hmm. they break down the Rihanna show. Do you want me to go
0: through it? If you want, I mean. I don't care. We did. this is again unscripted. We let me go through a little bit. If we ever script one, we're going to have to let you know that we did actually prepare. Let me go through a little bit of flying it. by the seat of yeah, our pants. Yeah, these
1: are not Bobby Flood's
0: thoughts. We are not flying a U two, but we are flying by this, the seat of our pants.
1: This is an a, this is called symbolism syndrome on Instagram. It Says this year's Super Bowl Super Rituals performance with Rihanna was highly anticipated because it has been nearly seven years since she last performed. Okay, so that's interesting. I don't know if that's performed at all or just the Super Bowl. She waited seven years for a comeback because seven years prior, she went through an occult rebirth. In 2016, Rihanna released the album Anti, Anti and in the video for Anti Diary, she goes through an occult transformation. The album artwork is a childhood photo of her painted red. She is wearing a golden crown. Anti was her album for the destruction of her original self and rebirth into an illuminated industry
0: queen. So you're going to text this to me, right? So yeah. that I can yeah, post we'll it link on that. it. Okay, we'll link it.
1: She performs while pregnant with her second baby with ASAP Rocky, which is the big announcement and most likely purpose behind this performance's ritual. The stage that had the vibes of a Chinese quarantine encampment, dancers dressed in white oversized outfits resembling KKK cloaks, most likely made from the same material as the Chinese spy balloon. I yeah, see, don't that, think that's that, true. that They
0: just took a big uh, I don't think tangent the, there.
1: I don't think the material was the same as the spy Well, <laughs> but it didn't look like KKK. No, it didn't. It's why, a it lot did, of times these things are simpler than you it think. It did but. look like some hazmat type quarantine suits kind of stylized and puffed up but, right but what they
0: were accentuating they were right. accentuating the hips in every right. case they were accentuating this this phallic right ritual uh regu- relative to her being pregnant that's no mistake but these guys were dancing around and they were waving their arms uh in unison like they were all these big uh phalluses that's the <laughs> this that's the scholarly way to say it
1: Right. So anyway, we'll link to that. There's more there, but I'm going to, I'd like to uh, read you something here.
0: Well, what else was there? What, I mean, what, I don't mean to shut this, this Instagrammer uh, the, uh, down.
1: Let's see. Okay. Uh, Rihanna if it's interesting to you, go for dresses it. dresses in red the entire performance. And at one point wears a red oversized coat that makes her look like a blood clot. Her dancers are dressed in all white, which is the perfect color to pair with red. Satan's favorite color. Again. Satan's favorite color is what? <laughs> Red, according to this guy. Okay. Again, you, speculation. Your like, Honor, speculation. Speculation,
0: Your Honor. That reminds me of the scene in uh, Monty Python: The Holy Grail.
1: What's your favorite color? Red. No. Blue, blue, no. Blue. Ah! What is the airspeed velocity of a swallow? Uh And the color. American. So uh, Satan's favorite color and the color of the Chinese flag, making the performance look even more eerily like a Chinese quarantine encampment. Uh, the show wouldn't be complete without blue lighting surrounding Rihanna and her super red outfit, the effect of the essence of purple and the color of the New World Order programming. Again, I don't yeah. know where that See, comes from. See, I don't from, think that...
0: A lot of people don't get this. Like, okay, friends, uh, whoever's listening to this show, and we're estimating it's 80 to 120 people or something like that. We don't know all of you. You're getting something really significant on the Mind Virus show, which is cosmological education. Wh- what you saw was the cosmos represented, and it's a fallen cosmos at the super bowl but at the very end they turned on she she says turn on the flashlights or the or the screen told them to all turn on the flashlights they put they put their flashlights on and then the then the um the uh stadium becomes a circular ring of stars okay this is very ancient stuff i I don't even know if i should even say this on the podcast you got to pay a price to learn this stuff all right and we're just giving it out. We're just, Bobby, we're just like <laughs> dishing it out for free. There's a, a circular nature to the stars, okay? This is a, okay, anyway. There's <laughs> st- stuff to do with ancient astronomy going on here that was used to model the cosmos. And this stuff gets discarded because people think that the ancients thought that the earth was the center of the cosmos or the universe. No, the earth is the center of your cosmos. You should consider yourself, wherever you stand, to be the center. And then when you look out, the heavens are above you, and there are things to the north and the south and the east and the west, and they're circling. Anyway, that's all, that was all used metaphorically in these ancient rituals to tell some greater truth about your existence. Remember, Nibbly explained that these types of teachings would be given in a temple, and the temple was a scale model of the cosmos, and that you go to the temple to get your bearings, or to to, try, to take the measurements, or or uh, you know the, comp- the get, get your bearings from the compass, right, to determine where you're at in the story or in or in the in the situation of that cosmos, so that you can chart a course to go somewhere else. Go read Temple and Cosmos, Temple and Cosmos, the book, and read the introduction by Don Norton. Okay. One of the most important books for anyone interested in Temple and Cosmos. But the Super Bowl stadium was turned into a massive temple, and they made the scale model, and then they modified their narrative, they they fiddled with it, they inverted it, they did all that. And for further context, you can go and listen to episode 92 if you want, and then episode 98 about Quidditch and Cosmos. But we're scratching the surface here. We're looking for the correct kindergarten class. Right. Okay. Because these are all important things you need if you want to return done.
1: Right. Done right <laughs> there. Okay. <laughs> Right, and I do think that these big, uh, these uh, shows, like the Super Bowl halftime show, the Grammy things, things like that, are ritualistic. They clearly are ritualistic. I think that they're, I think in a sense they are trying to... Uh,
0: well, they're perversions, they're, they're abominations. Right, and they're, they're try-
1: I think in a sense they're trying to open portals like we see in uh, Avengers, like...
0: Well, yeah, not only that, yeah. but see, they claim the cosmos for themselves. That's right. the whole story that I gave in episode 92, is right. that the bad guys wanted to take it over, and they did, and they created it. That's the, the demiurge. is In all those ancient texts, the, the ones that get cut out of the canon, the demiurge has something to do with creation. Satan has something to do with creation. He's there at creation. And the point is, he's fiddled with the world that you're in, the world that has been pulled over your eyes. To hide you from the truth. What truth? What truth, Morpheus? Well, Neo, the truth that you're a slave (laughs) in a prison that you cannot see or hear or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Okay, do we have to put that back up on the... We probably had a link to a Morpheus and, and Neo encounter there where he explains the cosmos and how this particular area of the cosmos where we are is cut off and you're trapped held captive and this is the story the nephite priests were so adamant they were they were attempting to explain it you the the context that we bring when we read the book of mormon is so faulty right it you've got to look at them in the ancient perspective you've got to look at them as if they were part of the movie the matrix and that's what the temple um, the ancient temple is supposed to do is to help you awaken to this understanding and uh, and, and get some sort of a uh, an idea in your head about what it really looks like, and so, um, so these these people who are producing these rituals that we see broadcast around the world, they know what they're doing. They just are celebrating that they have control, and they have their own system modeled after the immutable realms. That's, I mean, that's what it says in, oh, I can't remember. It's either the hypostasis of the archons or the, uh, um, it, it's one of those Nag Hammadi sources where it literally talks about the fallen god. His name is Samael, meaning the blind god. Sometimes they call him Yaldabaoth, who is, you know, like generated out of chaos. And he, it says he creates the world based on the immutable or the living realms, the the realms that we are not connected to because we're cut off and fallen and we're caught in death, temporal death, right? Temporal and spiritual death. So anyway, you're not getting, I don't know where else you're getting this stuff for free on the web. I'm I'm, just—I know I'm kind of tooting our own horn here, but it's unusual. Like we're probably going to get hit by like lightning or something, because the demiurge doesn't necessarily want this out there. The the bad guys, Samael, the blind god, doesn't necessarily want the light. But hey, we're in that time period. You know, we're in that we're in that part of the story where the big guns come out. So you, if you're listening, have a great responsibility to begin to understand this stuff. And be that light. Anyway, we've talked about that a lot. So you got something on, on the tip of your tongue here. I know I'm kind of waxing uh, enthusiastic. No, it's 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 good. You uh, running along. Occasionally, you do that, and I, that's all right. You okay with that? I think that's part of the. That's part of the, the mystique the of the Mind Virus
1: Podcast. <laughs> Bobby and Jordan, go off but, uh, again. Kind of already alluded to this, but tell me, tell me, uh, tell me what you think about what I'm going to say here. Okay. East Palestine, Ohio, there's a train. The train is carrying toxic chemicals. East Palestine? The train crashes, and the air around East Palestine, Ohio, is contaminated, forcing large evacuations and chaos and trouble. Okay. Okay. Real life?
0: It's on Zero Hedge. (laughs) Right, right. <laughs> that's in the physical world. We, we assume that that's what's going on in that part of the country. Wrong.
1: It's the plot of the film White Noise, which is based on a 1984 novel. And it is a 2022 Netflix-produced film starring Adam Driver. We
0: live in a simulation. Wow. We're, we're imitating art. We're life imitating art. <laughs> there is people. Is there a
1: place called East Palestine, Ohio? Yeah, that's where the real train crashed and was
0: blown up. Oh, and it also happened in the book? Yeah. Yeah, it's, Think, it's, things that make you go hmm. <laughs> hmm. We got to pull that song out again. Yeah,
1: you, you know, we've talked about stranger than fiction, right? There's an author out there writing things, and then they happen in real life. <laughs> 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 Makes you wonder.
0: Yeah, that was a good yeah. show. I know we did. we <clears> talked <throat> about that before, but uh, you can you can search that up from the website if you want to find that. Uh, yeah, uh, I
1: don't that episode. What episode. Well, I, maybe I'll was, link to it. But uh, yeah. Out of the goodness anyway, of
0: my heart, I will link to. <laughs> anyway, that there's, a,
1: there's a film out there called White Noise, <coughs> which deals with the fallout of a chemical explosion and train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio, which is exactly what happened this week in East Palestine,
0: Ohio, which is uncanny. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. What, what do you do about all this, Bobby Flood? Do you just go back to Hogwarts? and immerse yourself in, I mean, you're in the matrix, right? You live in the matrix, and our, our, I mean, I can see why people drink. Right. Because it's like, gets you out of that. But like, a video games are a good close approximation that's acceptable to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and uh, maybe you can immerse yourself in that, maybe? Are we, are we going to, are you privy uh, to some announcement that's coming out? N- no,
1: but I remember years ago, sitting in a Sunday school lesson <laughs> or gospel doctrine, and uh, I'll never forget, I, I don't think it was the current ward I'm in, but I'll never forget because it, I almost laughed, like almost guffawed. Like, like uh, in, involuntarily, right, just like let it out. When the, a woman said, in you know, perfect church lady voice, you know, like, remember the church lady, Dana Carvey? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: now we got to put a link to that.
1: Satan. <laughs> this woman, and, and bless her heart, wherever she is, I don't even remember who she was, but she said... Video games are Satan's greatest tool. And I <laughs> I just almost went Poof. because I could
0: think of some other things it, that, that are, are better tools for Satan. Better tools. No, like but, the, you want to escape the false it's people say it's an escape from reality. No, it's a, it's an escape from the false reality. That's why it's so attractive.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's lots of things that we can use to do that and they they can be you can go too far. Ice cream's really good. Yeah, ice cream. I'm, an, I'm You could go too far with all those. You could spend your whole life in front of a screen, you know, not see this world that we we live in.
0: Speaking of false realities, the internet, right? Did you see the story about ChatGPT being able to be turned into a non woke ChatGPT by calling it Dan? Yes, which stands for Do Anything Now. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't. I don't even know. I've argued. I know people in search engine optimization, and I've argued that. (laughs) half of the internet is fake because the issue with search engine optimization, like mark, search marketing, if you want to get high up, you've got to produce a lot of content. It's got to be relevant content. So what do you do? You engineer content. You're, you're making crap up. Right. Sometimes people are able to make up good, useful content, but a lot of times it's just words that are trying to get... Yeah. You, I
1: found some of those where, like, let's say you want to learn about Hogwarts Legacy. And so you do Hogwarts Legacy Review and then There might be some some of these generic-ish websites that have high results. You click on one, and the the review is really no. They're terrible. They're just trying. It's an affiliate link trying to get you. Then you find another one, and it's literally the same. It's close to the same thing. Right? Yeah.
0: I have this problem when I'm trying to fix a car, like trying to find the right the, Right. um, the right number of quarts of oil to put into a car. It's like you get. Several websites that are very close, all trying to link you off to some uh, right. retail place, and they don't tell you what you need to know, right. or they'll tell. Or, uh, you're trying to fix your air conditioning. It's like air condition. Air conditioning is a very important right in part order to fix your car to feel cool. In order to, to fix it, contact f- a professional. To
1: fix the problem you're looking for click below the link below for step by step instruction like yeah you get trapped in these loops
0: and it doesn't ever tell you
1: what and you and now know. ai well they've probably been doing it but ai can just write those websites now yeah, but
0: it can't tell you how to fix your car no but it can write those websites what's interesting is there's a ton of people on youtube that have done it and filmed it now those guys deserve some appreciation right but you can't, it's sometimes <clears throat> hard to find them cuz google or youtube alphabet is Effing with the well, even there's the, algorithm. There's
1: YouTube video versions of those sites, like the, the equivalent, where you get a, an automated voice saying, In order to fix your car, you will first, oh, yeah,
0: you, we've seen that on YouTube now. Turn the engine off and
1: go down to auto parts store next to your hometown and buy the parts, right? There'll need. be like
0: reviews about, right. um, about like computer, consumer electronics,
1: yeah top 10 keyboards for your keyboard home computer and it's just yeah the, the internet is full of that kind of stuff that's why i have probably less than 20 or 30 websites or youtubers that i really go to for those types of things cuz i a know crapshoot. they're real people and it's like I, i'm getting what i want from these guys oh we
0: did, we never linked to the guy that you had uh podcasting Maybe we didn't, but, we, but you've got to remember to send me a link to that guy that was podcasting that had had an AI podcasting for him, and it was doing his voice. Oh, Remember yeah, that? Yeah. What was
1: that guy's name? Yeah, the Twitch streamer. Yeah, I'll send you that. There's some profanity involved. Okay, but, but, but that won't but be a, I, I since learned more. There's this, Another Twitch streamer has been doing interviews with AI versions of a lot of famous Twitch streamers.
0: So he was just faking it. No, it's it's
1: really. Oh, he AI. says. He says he's like I'm here today with with AI version of so and so.
0: Let's okay. Ask so him he some sa- he he tells people he's not just faking that he did it with.
1: But it's real AI generating yeah. these answers, and it's
0: that's a it's crazy. oxymoron, isn't it? A real AI.
1: Well, it's AI. <laughs> it's not somebody scripting it.
0: Yeah, and it's but it, but the crazy thing is it's coming back with speech to text, so it's saying it with their tone of voice. And using using, using their yeah, vernacular, no, people, using their jargon. These are
1: popular streamers, and so their database of their voice and words that they use is vast. But I just
0: remember the one you showed me, the guy was blown away. Did we do that on the air?
1: I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so.
0: That was like in the post-game show.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll show it. We, we can link to it.
0: No, we got to link to that because that was uncanny. That was Anyway, I, uh, this whole this whole uh, line of reasoning was just simply that it's all fake. Right. You want to look at the screen? I mean, the TV we know is fake. We know the news is fake. Right. Go watch the show Wag the Dog. Right. There's the the fake war. Right. Now, I'm guessing that people are actually dying over in Ukraine. There's a lot of independent media. Yeah, but the about reasoning that. and
1: everything behind it is all fake. This whole idea of standing with Ukraine and <clears throat> Russia are the big Russia's the big bad. That's yes, the thing guy is when it, is, when it comes all to when we
0: get the real war, it's going to hurt. Oh yeah, that's going to hurt.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be a real war with real consequences and real death based on manufactured reasons. Right. Just like most of the
0: past wars. But anyway, so so it's in this false reality, in this matrix, there are plenty of rabbit holes of false realities or or places to get caught. I mean, some are obvious, like. Universal Studios Orlando or Disney. Right. Which is a fake world. A very expensive. The happiest place on earth is is the fakest place on earth. Fake world.
1: Oh, yeah. It's all fake. It's It's all fake. It's so fake that they call their employees cast members. Which makes sense.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, if you take anything away from today's podcast, it's all fake. (laughs) And that's what they're trying to show you. In the Super Bowl halftime show is yeah we control your cosmos,
1: right? We are your gods. We are your gods. Yeah, we're your betters. We we control the world. We control you. You need to bow down and worship us. John Kerry said it.
0: And supposedly that was that was all the headlines on uh, that I saw. You know, just searching around for news of the Twitter or of the halftime show was that Twitter was exploded with, Twitter was on fire with praise for Rihanna for this incredible halftime show. It was that good. I guess. I, I didn't like think I said, it was that I, great. I just I, watched I it.
1: it. I found it kind of boring. I was hoping for something more. It was more, very simple. It's hoping for something more uh, fun to, to watch and talk about, right? It was just kind of like, oh, okay.
0: Well, I think at, at its most basic level, it was the most abominable or offensive or right. salacious always, thing that they could do, but they, they didn't do... You know the fertility cult stuff aside. That's not what I'm getting. I mean, I mean, there there's a place for sexuality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in in the creative reality, but just I mean, they made it base. They 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 made it base. They made it um, uh, vulgar, profane. They profaned right. the sacred. Right. That's that's the big thing. They profaned the sacred.
1: And that maybe is a segue into these. He gets us ads. Have you you've seen them?
0: No, I haven't seen them
1: they have been on TV for a while, and I had heard they were going to have a Super Bowl ad, which they did. Their ad consisted of a bunch of black and white photos of people screaming at each other, usually in a political rally-type setting. You see things from, like, summer... Antifa riots. Antifa and Black Lives Matter and MAGA and Mm -hmm. and all these different settings. Sometimes it was black people yelling at black people. Sometimes it was white on white. Sometimes, you know, it was just different settings. Set to dramatic music, slow mo, pans and stuff. And then at the end, it's like, said, Jesus said to love those we hate. He gets us. A well, good message. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. In the group I was with, they're like, what is this woke stuff? You know, as the ad's going on, what is this? Who's, what's the point of this? And then it's like, Jesus gets us. So they're like, oh, great ad. Great <laughs> ad. It's like, what? Well, yeah. So you started off bad, but so, yeah. because it said Jesus, it's okay. Right. If at the end it would have said Ford
0: Motor Company they would have been upset
1: you know oh get that woke crap out of here so i'm kind of curious if the the jesus that that this company is pushing is that a is that the woke jesus is it real jesus i, I don't know it's interesting i think at this point in the game any uh mention you know it, uh, is a good mention you know it's good to put the name of Jesus in people's minds and 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 hearts but yeah it's what it's where, hard. who funds them who are they it's curi- yeah, it's hard I'm for curious. me to fully
0: I- yeah it's hard for me to fully commit to that because it, uh you know we've already seen them take uh someone with the form and function and uh mission of Christ and call him Thanos or Thanatos greek for death and you know make the whole marvel series about him and and he a lot of people would look at the the character there and say oh he's ugly he's he's repulsive you know but but look at what they did with thanos in marvel he's he's huge he's stacked buff whatever you want to call him he's uh ripped cut he's a specimen of the human body and he's taller than everybody right <laughs> and he runs around performing the functions of the god of the cosmos getting all the infinity stones, progressing to the top level, and destroys his opposition. But he's Thanos, right? So they, they take... Satan went so far in Moses chapter 1 as to tell Moses, I am the only begotten. So I'm just trying to say, I don't know if we're safe just using the name. You need to know as Joseph Smith said about the character perfections and attributes of the Lord lectures on faith. Number three, in order to be saved, you need to know some details because the other guy is claiming to be that guy. So it's a, it's for me, it's tricky. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong or that it's not good. I'm I'm just just postulating, you know, I'm kind of throwing that out there. It's a tricky conundrum in that Satan claims to be Jesus. This comes
1: from, he gets us, Dot com uh, they say we're not left or right or a political organization of any kind we're also not affiliated with any particular church or denomination we simply want everyone to understand the authentic jesus as he's depicted in the bible the jesus of radical forgiveness compassion and love and then down at the bottom they say now bear with us as we use some official language for those who care about this stuff he gets us is an initiative of Servant Foundation, a designated 501c3 organization with a 100 of 100 Charity Navigator rating.
0: Don't know what that means. I don't either. Yeah,
1: but anyway, you, I guess you can poke around and learn more about them. But let me just say some things about Christ.
0: Or, or did I cut you off?
1: Well, I was going to say, like, I think it's good to be, like, it's 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 good that the, that messaging is out there, but there's also this. Movement to radicalize—that's the word they use—or wokeify Jesus Mm -hmm. to turn him into something he he never was. I don't think.
0: Well, I think that the the Catholic or the Orthodox, the typical Orthodox um, cross emblems with an with an emaciated, a disfigured. Jesus dying on the cross. Like the one on the back of DeMar Hamlin's
1: jacket yesterday? Did they show his face? Well, he was at the game. He was at the game. Did
0: they show his face?
1: Yeah. Okay. It looks, it appears like the guy's alive and well. Okay. So maybe he's
0: alive and well. Maybe that's a correction for our. our, But it's still all bizarre because he's this,
1: they're, they're make, now it's just like, you're the, you're the. Was he happy? Was he having fun? Yeah. Did they they interview him? No. No. That's the bizarre thing. No. Put them on the screen and stuff, but they won't they, I've still never maybe really he has seen a speech a,
0: impediment I don't know maybe his mind has gone childlike and <laughs> and he really got he, hurt by it.
1: he had a jacket that had a, a deranged kind of sacrilegious depiction of the Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. I'll show you a picture. well we can link to it if you want
0: well, it's a good question what did, What did he really look like when he was up there? What did the cross really look like right, but my understanding is He shouted, it is finished, and he left the body. Sure. So he was in control of that whole situation. This is God incarnate, okay? And he has three roles, I think, that are really important to us. One is his creator mission, right? He's His cosmological mission as creator. One is his mission as guide of souls, right? He's the guy that guides the souls out of this darkness. He is also going to be um, leading people onward and upwards when they're outside of this predicament, meaning this fallen world. And then you've got, um, here's the back. It says eternal. And then you've got a strange-looking Jesus there, yeah.
1: And then they've got like doll or uh, like, like clothes off to the side, like a his paper shoes, doll. His oh.
0: his mantle, the clo- his tunic. Oh, yeah, it looks like a paper doll. I don't know what to make of that one.
1: Yeah, he's getting some heat, you know, as people do for uh, wearing that. I don't that. know if he
0: chose that. He might not have chose that. He might n- not be cognizant, you know, <laughs> might be yeah. cognitively impaired. Anyway, so you've got Jesus as creator and Jesus as guide of souls or psychopomp. Scholars would call that his psychological role, and they'd call the creator role his cosmological role. And then there's what they would call the soteriological role, which is the, the one that most gets hit in the Old Testament and in the Book of Mormon, which is him, he as Lord of the hosts, Lord uh, Yahweh Sabaoth, Lord of the Saba, um, leader of the Saba, Saba meaning the armies, Saba meaning army, Sabaoth meaning armies, doesn't have anything to do with the Sabbath, okay? Right. So you've got the Lord of the Sabbath. Oh, this is a war leader. This is like a warrior priest. This is not your typical depiction of Jesus. And so, you know, yeah, he's going to forgive, but is he going to radically forgive in the way that you want him to forgive? He requires a lot, especially where a lot is given, right? And what he requires is loyalty, and it's loyalty to the reality, right? Right. not to the fallen cosmos, not to the false realities. It's loyalty to him and the true gods. That's why we call him Christ. Christ means anointed, and that's what Mashiach means in Hebrew. So Christos is Greek, Mashiach Hebrew, meaning the anointed one. And why do we call him anointed? Well, he's received the the oil or the symbol of the spirit coming from the heavenly realms, And uh, he is the only one to receive it without measure. And this marks him as the true king of this creation. And as we've discussed, and I pointed it out in that episode 92, the Cosmology Podcast, the creation was taken over in a mutiny. And there's another guy, there's a different God that wants you to think he is the true king of creation, that he's the Christ, that he's the only begotten. That's the problem here. You have these counterfeits. And the big question is to which one are you loyal? And so Christ as true king, Christos, the true anointed one is a big, huge key here relative to finding the light and escaping, okay, relative to ultimately being able to be saved. And now, great. God is merciful. I get that God will be the one that, who judges everyone. That is super important, and I think that's wonderful and and I'm uh you know everyone has their own test or loyalty test or difficulty here and I'm, I'm not discounting that, but we we can't ignore the idea that you can go to the other side. You can really get committed to the wrong side, and yeah, He's there to save at any point in time, you know whatever, but i think there's this this scripture popping into my mind is that uh, you know i the lord will forgive whom i will forgive but of you it's required to forgive all men you know so mm-hmm. we've got to forgive like nibbly said you can forgive and you can repent those are the two things we can do we can forgive and we can repent and repent of course means to learn and change your heart and mind to have a cosmic shift in your heart mind but uh, to forgive you know that's to not condemn that's to allow everybody the possibility that they could also rise that they could be redeemed and God will be the one who decides, but God will forgive who he will forgive. It's not like he's just going to forgive everybody. And I think we might be surprised at who he's going to forgive based on their personal experiences. So of us, it's required to forgive all men. And, and, you know, uh, he gets us. Yeah, that's, that's a truism, right? But so it's, it's a tricky situation, right? Like you've expressed that it sounded a little woke where, we we've argued that the woke ideology is sort of a to dabble in psycho- psychosis, to dabble mm-hmm. in false reality, to dabble right. in false you know the whole i was born a man but i want to now be a woman type of an idea. Right. That's the big problem here or 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 uh, you know stand with ukraine. Yeah, let's stand with ukraine. As I've read more and more and more about that, it turns out Vladimir Putin followed every bit of international law required for him to justify the reason for going into the Donbass area, into right. eastern Ukraine. I mean, he even, he even they even filed or uh, gave their resolutions at the UN and explained that this was a situation. And we, you know, the United States has done this for decades <laughs> uh, and on right. the other side of the world. Right. So, so it's like... There's a False spe- reality is
1: abound. He gave a speech and I read it, the, the translation of it. And I'm going through this thinking, I don't find any problems with this. Now, who knows, right? It could have been fake. Yeah, it could have least- been anything, but it could have just been him grandstanding. <clears throat> but the last time that I looked, he wasn't the one being accused of blowing up the Nord Stream pipelines and escalating this and really turning it into a... More than a regional conflict, and also let's let's like reverse some, let, you know, let's play the what if game or imagine imagine if, um, imagine if the United States was having a squabble with Mexico over uh, uh, um, the the Mexican colonies, right, which are mm-hmm. kind of Americanized, and Russia was funding Mexican the Mexican military to fight off. America in such a in such a conflict would would we not say hey Russia stop it stop it mind <laughs> your own business and yet here we are committed we've committed yeah. The United States has spent hundred billion dollars in Ukraine
0: now I'm open to changing my mind on this if I was presented with better ch- understanding right you know we're not I
1: mean? we're not given any understanding we're just told stand you with Ukraine just right. like we were told to. And that's the problem is it seems pretty clear stay home it, and stay right, safe.
0: Right it seems pretty clear that if you're <laughs> if you're standing with the with whatever the latest uh thing is, right? S- stand with the latest thing is that what they say? Do the latest yeah. thing? Yeah. Promote support the latest thing. I support thing. the latest thing. Po- I support the latest current thing. thing. The current thing. Yeah, if that's what you're doing, it's turning out to be false reality after false reality. Fake 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 right. fake. And 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 it also means you're being jerked
1: around and you aren't you're an NPC at that point. You're just well, you, re, you're just reciting you're not, the lines. Yeah, if and you're not seeing programmed into
0: you. If you're not seeing that they're playing with you, you know. If if you're unwilling to admit, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, you're not going to fool us again. What was it, George, uh, yeah, George Bush? George <laughs> Bush just butchered it, and it's awesome. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me.
1: Now I'm willing to admit, and we've talked about this before, that. That something like He Gets Us and The Chosen, and there's a new movie coming out with Kelsey Grammer and also the actor who plays Jesus in The Chosen, which takes place in like the 70s, kind of the hippie, hippie revival meets the Jesus revival.
0: Yeah, the Jesus guy from The Chosen could be in, the, in a hippie movie easy.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that casting was a mistake because the producers of that film, I think, are jumping on what I think could be a legitimate. Revival happening in the United States, especially, but I think throughout the world. And, and you know, entertainment and things like that and institutions always lag behind the, the hearts and minds of the people. There could be, there could be, well, no, I'm not saying there could be. There is, I think there is an increase of light and that there is a sort of, if we want to call it a revival, happening. And maybe these entertainment uh, products are. A lagging indicator of that and so maybe he gets us maybe these guys are sincere and and are doing the best they can
0: to they're spending a lot of money it's not well, i cheap. think he gets us that's not that's not in dispute the lord understands oh well, for sure but for the sure. question is is that jesus that you're talking about right here? and there's Somebody, they're well is Jesus willing to call these? Is Jesus willing to call these mostly peaceful protests while standing in front of a dumpster fire <laughs> with a house on fire behind him and people right. shooting in the background? Right. Is Jesus willing to say that was a mostly peaceful Fiery, protest? but mostly peaceful. Right.
1: These guys are spending lots of money, so some, somebody's funding them. Uh, maybe it's crowdsourced or whatever. Anyway. I haven't seen it, so I'm just commenting on what I'm thinking. Well, it's cost a lot right? of money just to have an ad during the Super well, Bowl. it's like, five two million what how much is it i don't remember per minute but it's a lot and and they've done they've been doing other ads out there in television land for a while now Mm -hmm. and then you've got this uh this other revival movie the chosen and it might just be capitalists jumping on the, the bandwagon well
0: there's a huge market for jesus stuff out there and mel gibson proved it yeah but you know we If we wanted to, you know, balance the conversation out, we could start printing up those uh, bumper stickers that say, Jesus is coming, and boy, is he pissed. You know, because there's (laughs) that side of the problem, too. That's the only thing I'm trying to bring up here is it's not just... Oh, you're right, though, because... The day day is coming that shall burn as an oven. Those that are coming shall burn them up and leave them neither root nor branch. That's what Joseph Smith was told.
1: I think he he already came and taught us how to get along. Now
0: he's going to come and... Uh, Burn everything. There's the bumper sticker. Jesus is coming quick, act busy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
1: Well, like I've said before on this show, I'm not, there's a few issues. I said it regarding abortion, but there's other issues. I don't really want to be in the room when God asks us about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I would like to be acting busy somewhere. <laughs> some, <in the, laughs> Acts so, busy. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry, I've got an appointment. I've got to be <laughs> down in HR. They need to run some paperwork. Make yeah. sure I'm in the right place. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well it sure seems like we're closing in on something like that. Uh, apocalyptic well, scene that everybody has in the back of their mm, mind. I think it's, it's just
1: yeah. I, I think given the 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 rapid news cycle right now. I think it's worth uh, mentioning again, our mysterious friends at Corona Circus who have a a whole essay about acceleration, but also a a many part essay or a journal from the uh, hypothetical future about UFOs and aliens and how that would be the next God slash crisis, you know, kind of thing that we're all meant to to kneel at the feet of.
0: Yeah, I was hoping you were going to announce that they had a new article, but they don't. They uh, I wish posted, they did. They haven't posted in like a year, but... Uh, I
1: think he makes it, he, she, they, I think they make it clear that they're hit, heading for the hills. Yeah. They, they may they, have done that already.
0: They have, yeah, they surely have. Um, Probably not a bad idea. <laughs> but no, you're right. Their journal from the future was interesting because they had a new religion, like that everybody all of a sudden became... Enamored with because of the events that spiraled. I mean, they 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 accelerated quickly into a situation where people were abandoning what they had held on to their whole lives right. in favor of this new thing. And so that's a really important thought to to keep in your mind as a possibility. And well, I think it, that your comments starting out about the aliens and uh, you know the <laughs> this what's going on, you know that he gets us or whatever we're we're in that territory we we don't i mean look at what the controllers were able to accomplish with covid with coronavirus well, with covid they created a new
1: religion they did and 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 it's a religion of of authority and it's complete with vestments and rituals and scripture and priests and high priests and prophets it's accoutrements like masks it's all there it's all there and, and sanitizer right Right. People, they have sacraments. <laughs> they do. and They do. They, you know, people... I saw somebody today driving in their car alone with a mask. Oh my gosh, really? T- today on this fine that's February day in 2023. Right. And they're still... You know, you don't see a lot of masks. Yeah. I saw I saw and one
0: the other day at the store and I thought, oh, that's sad, but...
1: You don't see a lot of them, but the the damage is done in the sense that... The controllers know that given enough pressure, uh, putting putting enough pressure on us will cause us to do whatever they need us to do, because we we proved that with the way we treated each other during the pandemic, the way we abandoned the elderly and the other invulnerable people of our society. The children were offered as sacrifices on these altars. Uh, you know the altar of science and
0: yeah but they also have staying safe. they also only have so much capital to spend and i think they woke up a lot of people like like we said with they did. the whole the whole vaccine letter thing that woke a lot of people yeah, up I, to certain Yeah i, I realities. saw something today or yesterday about
1: some lifelong wokester now wide awake after what's going on in her hometown of East Palestine Ohio Well there's the uh, Naomi Wolf thing too Right yeah. and there was a lot of people that woke up but well, I don't know if Wolf fully woke up,
0: but she she's certainly upset.
1: But I'm also seeing some of the people that a year ago were
0: awake are starting to go back to sleep. <laughs> what are, what's the symptoms of going back to sleep? What are you? What well, then you, you, you,
1: you, you, you fall back to your tribalism. You think, uh, you know, yes, the government got COVID wrong, but they're right on Ukraine. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. they're right to do this. Or, or the media wouldn't
0: lie uh, to us a, about that. The
1: media, maybe they didn't quite, you know, e- even like Bill Gates is out there saying things like, we didn't know at the time that the IFR was so low, the infection
0: right fatality, uh, fatality
1: rate. rate was so low yeah. on covid but we know now and it's like no we did know we there were people who were silenced and censored for saying it back then right. naomi wolf <laughs> I, I mean basically we learned everything we needed to know from the bakersfield doctors and from the diamond princess cruise ship which was this amazing right. controlled experiment Yep, and basically covid played out exactly like it did on the on the diamond yeah. princess killing off older, sicklier people, and everyone else was fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think so people are falling back to the pre, their pre-COVID tribalism, and I think mm-hmm. that's what, exactly what they want us to do because they can roll out the next thing, whether it's aliens or whatever, and fire people up again based on the tri- their tribalism. And then they, they, if they scare enough people, and you know what's going to really scare people? Like fire from the sky. <laughs> well, yeah. And they can say, war, well, that's an alien. War's going to That's scare a nuclear them too. war. Um, yeah, war on, you know, that spills over into our own hometowns, you know, a Russian or Chinese invasion. And that's what they're kind of, at first, they were trying to play this, these balloon things off as Chinese. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Now people are saying, you know what? There's always Chinese spy balloons over our skies all the time. Just, just, we've just decided to do something about it now. Because Joe Biden's tough on China. And he's, he's not going to stand for this anymore. And it's like, maybe they are over there all the time, but wouldn't... They? Let's keep in mind that the original Chinese spy balloon was spotted over the skies of Montana, in the skies of Montana, by people.
0: Regular. Folks. Well, it was. I, I read a little bit about that. It was uh, a pilot that was upset called his friend from the Billings Gazette because he saw he they were able to get some photos of something up there because the pilot had been grounded. Like the whole civilian right. civilian uh, flights and and that at that small airport were grounded. So the Defense Department knew they were tracking it. It wasn't like the <laughs> the civilian people saw it and caused right. the uproar. It was the they, they were letting it go I think but is the, what you're saying
1: the civilians created
0: a story out of it well it would never have been
1: yeah so it's possible these things come and go all the time but um, the, for the, some reason they've decided now
0: to run with these
1: and well, now, the media, now they're everywhere yeah, they're, the, they're showing up all over the well, country well the media spun it
0: that's right Yeah. it's like oh now we've got all these UFOs right and they're not all spy balloons Right, there's these ones that move without propulsion. Or now that they, now that the people know, now we need to do something about this stuff. Now we so need we to make sure. Look... Now we need to scare them. Yeah, the optics need to be different. Right.
1: Well, maybe, uh, maybe this is a good place to to wind
0: down. Well, uh, <laughs> Mrs. T, who has been on the podcast, she said last week, "I would like to hear more of your thoughts on what it means to be highly favored of the Lord." Why yeah, because, it seems that Jared thought his brother's prayers would be more efficacious than his own, and what implication that may have for us in our own lives. Mrs. T, that s- kind of sounds like a, a prompt for, like, sacrament meaning talk or something. <laughs> Here's my... Here, here, and, but I this, think it's a good thing to think about. This
1: is how I've always kind of thought of that, was Jared was sort of your... Uh, he was the guy in the family that could do stuff, right? He's the blue-collar guy. He mm-hmm. could. He could fix things. He was maybe a little rough around the edges. Maybe he maybe he chewed tobacco or smoked or something. But great guy, good uncle, you know. And the brother of Jared, he was the guy that, you know, was more of a uh, spiritually inclined. He was the good son, not the prodigal. <laughs> I'm not even going that far. I was far. the good one. I was the good one. How dare you? Do you think that... Just because your sins aren't as public as your brother's, that
0: you're that much better than him? N- no, you're right. I'll just give him the piano. <laughs> Here, have the piano. Mom always wanted you to what have What is it.
1: it? What did he do this
0: time? What's he on now?
1: Well, his appendix burst. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> uh, I watched that movie a lot. I, showed that, show m- that on your I showed that on my mission a lot. That, Together Forever... Nobody wakes up in the morning and thinks to themselves, together forever. A cl- how can a I? Classic. How can I destroy my family today? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, on the way home, mm. we're on our way, Sarah. We're on our way. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Well, you get to a point with the with investigator where you've gone through everything. And it's like, well, let's just show them the movies. <laughs> That's good you had investigators. <laughs> yeah, I had a few. Not a ton, but good. a few. Anyway, no, it's, it's, I, 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 and I know I, I'm kind of being a little bit humorous about it, but, but I think we all know someone in our lives that's a good person, but maybe they're not your stereotypical LDS cookie cutter, and maybe that was Jared, and his brother yeah. was more. Maybe his brother had had. had they, maybe they, you know, they grew up together. Maybe he he had had spiritual manifestations all of his life, and and the, his experience uh you know on the mountain was not um super rare or unique maybe they he knew like you know i don't know we only get a thin slice of these people's lives and who they really yeah,
0: were and also timing matters i just have a com- one quick comment on it <laughs> section 3 page 149 of teachings of the prophet joseph smith uh and he's talking about having your calling and election made sure and meeting with god this principle ought in its proper place, which of course is the Mind Virus Show, <laughs> to be taught. That's in parentheses, by the way, the, in its proper place. And in brackets is on the Mind Virus Show. This principle in its proper place ought it's, to be it's taught. It's crossed out and written in with somebody, <laughs> else crossed, else's, somebody handwriting. else's handwriting. For God hath not revealed anything to Joseph but what he will make known unto the twelve, and even the least saint. Even the least saint may know all things as fast as he is able to bear them. For the day must come when no man need say to his neighbor, know ye the Lord, for all shall know him who remain from the least to the greatest. How is this done? It is to be done by the sealing power and the other comforter spoken of, which will be manifest by revelation. Anyways, page 149 of uh, TPJS, if you want to go read that whole thing. But my point here is that there are people sent by God. There are people who have something to teach, and then you kind of have to pick up the torch. And so, Jared being highly, fa- Jared's brother being highly favored of the Lord probably means Jared was fairly highly favored of the Lord. Sure. I mean, they were they were destined to go cross the waters and found a new civilization, and they needed to do it on good principles. And it was like Jared and and the brother of Jared, Jared and his brother Mahonrai Moriankamer, as we <laughs> know his name was. Uh, they were. Consulting together, uh, Jared seems to defer to Mahanrai, his brother, often, and expect that his brother will be able to get these great revelations, which he does. And that that uh, I think is significant, but it doesn't mean that Jared wasn't out looking for his own revelation. Right. I think um, there's a fine line here, a balance here. You know, you don't want to take away from this the idea that oh. The brother of Jared is the only game in town. Mm-hmm. Mahanrai, you're the only guy that can talk to the <laughs> Lord. But as far as his spiritual development and the timing of the confoundation of the languages, Jared cared a lot about <laughs> right. moving this along. And, and of course, Mahanrai also did, so, and he inquired, and um, that's what got the ball rolling, and, and that became... Uh, the, the the relationship between the brother of Jared, Mohanrai, and the Lord became the thing that is showcased in the narrative, in this ancient narrative that we have. And so I I think that we need to take certain cues from people who are further down the path, who are trailblazing the path or who have greater line of knowledge, but we need to also recognize the pattern. And the pattern is that these things are available and important relative to your Salvation. You are the one that needs the relationship with God. Also, every single person is entitled to their own revelation. And so, um, as concerns the ecclesia, I think those that, that blazed the trail before, like um, Mahanrai, would not begrudge other people to receive also their own understanding. And... I believe that that is uh, now another scripture is coming to mind. So we have to load this up, which is um, in ether in chapter um, 12. Just trying to find it. I'm just trying to kill time here while I'm looking it up on the internet because I don't have this memorized. But, uh, okay. But I did mention this in one of the podcasts, probably the one on, uh, probably the, one on the cosmology in 92. It, it says that uh, we get to the point where we're at the end of the Jaredite record and Moroni is talking about ether, talking about the real world. Okay, the 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 cosmos, the 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 true cosmos, not the false reality. And this is a good this is a good thing to be talking about towards the end of this podcast because we're going to title this episode "False Reality" because we've been talking about the false reality this whole time. And Ether was a prophet of the Lord, somebody who who spoke out. Okay, it doesn't necessarily mean what you think it might mean. And Ether came forth in the days of Coriantumr, and he began to prophesy to speak out unto the people. He he could not be restrained because of the spirit of the Lord which was in him, for he did cry from the morning until the going down of the sun, exhorting the people to believe in God unto repentance, lest they should be st- destroyed. See, that's not a prophecy. That's well, it's kind of prophetic in the in the sense of him telling the future, but it's more him speaking out for speaking prophetess to, to speak forth. Right. Repeat the statement. So he says, it says he did cry from the morning. And this is ch- chapter 12, verse three. He cried from the morning until the going down of the sun, exhorting the people to believe in God unto repentance, lest they should be destroyed. So he's not—it's so not, like he's, an if—if if then statement. Well, yeah, but he's not talking about atheism here. He's—he's right. he's saying there are competing religious traditions, and you need to believe in the true anointed one, the real God, the one right. I'm talking about, the—the the true reality. Okay, because to, to 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 brand all these people as if they were just atheists is erroneous. This is this is the ancient world. They had there more, were no. Atheists. <laughs> not not in the way that we look right. at atheism. These are people who had rich, colorful stories about the gods and their personalities. They hadn't gone through monotheism yet, okay? Mm. The, the, the They hadn't gone through the perversions of the Deuteronomistic Jews that wrecked the religion to the extent that Lehi had to flee and that God destroyed Jerusalem, mm-hmm. okay? Anyway, believe in God unto repentance. What does repentance mean? It means to change your mind. Good job, Bobby Flood. Metanoia. Metanoia. So he's wanting them to believe in the true God and shift their hearts and minds to this new paradigm, right? Lest they should be destroyed. If they don't do that, they'll be destroyed. Saying unto them, and this is what I talked about in that podcast 92, that by faith all things are fulfilled. Wherefore, whoever believes in God might with surety hope for a better world, the real world even a place at the right hand of God. And that hope comes of faith and it makes an anchor to the souls of men and it makes them sure and steadfast, always abounding in good good works, being led to glorify God. Okay? So remember in, in that podcast, I tried to tie together how faith, the way Paul explains it, faith is hope for the actual reality and simultaneously the means of discovering the actual reality. That's the hypostasis and the elenchos. Okay? The words... We've destroyed the words, we've destroyed faith and repentance and baptism and Holy Ghost for the last 2,000 years we've misunderstood it, right? This is why Joseph Smith started on faith, with lectures on faith. So what's the next thing he says? It came to pass that Ether did prophesy or speak out great and marvelous things unto the people which they did not believe because they saw them not. These are the hidden things, the hidden reality, the real world that they don't understand because they don't have good teachers and they've listened to the wrong people and they they don't believe the reality. They don't believe that they're cut off. They don't, underst- they don't believe the true narrative that Ether is trying to explain because they don't see it. And therefore Moroni, who has a weakness in writing, he goes on and he says, I, Moroni, would speak somewhat concerning these things. I would show unto the world that faith, this belief that I'm talking about, is things which are hoped for, which are not seen. And he might as well have added what Alma said, things which are hoped for, which are true which are not seen. That's what hypostasis in Paul's writings means. It's an actual reality, not the false reality. Even though it's not seen, it's it's the reality. So faith is things which are hoped for and not seen. Wherefore, dispute not because you see not, because you receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. So you first have to have correct belief in the unseen world, the reality, the living world, the one where you have a place at the right hand of God. But the people don't believe it because they don't see it, and they don't believe they're—they don't believe they have a problem with reality, right? That's the big thing. Oh, I understand reality. I heard it on the news, or I heard it at church. Yeah, I, the vaccine's 95% effective, or worse. I'm worshiping the true Jesus, right? Okay, which is the where the rubber really meets the road. Well, anyway, Moroni says you're not going to receive a witness until after the trial of your faith. And then he's, verse 7 of chapter 12, for it was by faith that Christ showed himself unto our fathers after he had risen from the dead, right? And then because of faith, verse 8, because of the faith of men, he showed himself unto the world and he glorified the name of the Father and he prepared Away way that thereby others might be partakers of the heavenly gift, that they might hope for those things which they had not seen. And here's the punchline. And he says it to the reader. Wherefore, you, the reader, may also have hope and be partakers of the gift, if you will but have faith. Remember, faith is correct belief. Anyway, Moroni, he demonstrates the reason i'm bringing this up because we're talking about mrs t's comment that what does it mean that somebody else is highly favored of the lord well angels come to men who have strong faith and firm minds and those men then relay the message and the reality to others the residue of men is what it says in chapter 7 or 8 of uh, moroni but it doesn't matter whether you're the angel or the person of strong faith and firm mind, or the residue of men. As long as you can receive the message, you can have faith and be a partaker also of the gift. And then the, sh- then the offices shift or the, or the assignments shift because then you have somebody that you help to have faith and everybody has to have the trial of their faith and, the, and the, it goes on and on and on. So I don't, I don't expect, and, and you know what? Everybody's a black sheep. Everybody's the prodigal. You know, whether, whether you look good at church or you smell like smoke and, you, and a drunk, everybody's the same. We're all caught in the fallen world and we're all separated from God. We're temporally and spiritually dead.
1: Do you think that because your sins aren't as public as your brother's? You're that much better than him.
0: (laughs) She's right. She is right. right. She's totally right. Because we're all in the same spot from the least to the greatest. Everybody is in the same problem. It's not, it's not, I said this before. It's not about getting 75% on the sin test or 95 or 85. (laughs) It's either you're in or you're out. And in some cases, these guys who have more visible trials or more public humiliation or whatever, like the prodigal from that movie from the eighties, the prodigal son, excuse me, he, that might help him to connect with God quicker or better or faster right. or whatever, but everybody's got to do the same thing. They all have to realize that they're cut off from the living world and right. obtain hope for the better world and hope to be partakers of that heavenly gift if they can but obtain faith. And faith comes from a guy like the brother of Jared who says, okay, guys, this is the reality and you need to start to reconcile to that so you can change your paradigm so that you can open up so that you can have truth and then you can receive the spirit of truth you can receive the god of truth and 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 by the way you know watch out for the other dude because he's going to try and trick you you know what i mean right that i think is really important and and it's hard to quantify you know in our in our circles in our church circles we got we got to record everything we got a status we got to have the stats we got to have the numbers And when somebody is on a spirit quest, essentially, or a Holy Spirit quest, or whatever you want to call it, where they're trying to get in touch with the Lord, I mean, how do you quantify it? Is your bishop going to be like,
1: well, just you tell me, does
0: this count as a ministering visit? (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what you mean by ministering. Depends on what you mean by ministering. But I mean, like, say you're the priesthood leader. Well, let's see, Uh, Bobby Bobby saw an angel yesterday, so we're going to mark it down for the month. Well, you know what's kind of funny? is
1: Laman and Lemuel saw, saw an angel, right? And then they kind of reverted back. It's almost like we are like, better not see any angels. <laughs> well, they might contradict what we heard from the synagogue. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's a whole other thing. But uh, by the way, speaking of synagogue, the, uh, the episode of The Chosen, where he preaches in the synagogue in Nazareth, amongst Mm -hmm. his childhood friends Mm -hmm. and they get offended and they try to throw him off a cliff. Yeah. That's an excellent episode.
0: Okay. I haven't watched season three yet, except with a friend I watched a little bit of the last episode where he, he walks on water. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. That's Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. I I'm feeling like I want to go back and check it out. I mean, you know, I'm not sure what to make of them still, but they're entertaining Uh, uh, at least.
1: It's entertaining. I, I, I enjoy it because for one, as I mentioned, I was there in Israel uh-huh. and that combined with the chosen kind of brings the New Testament. What I often do is I'll watch this, uh, an episode, then I'll go back to those verses in the New Testament yeah. and reread them. And the story comes alive okay. in ways I didn't always understand or, or pick up on just with, and I'm not even talking about interpretation. I'm just talking yeah. about the, the, the context the setting of the stories mm-hmm. that we read about. And, and that helps. Plus, I think the actors are great.
0: Well, they are great. And, you know, I may, notwithstanding the fact that I have issues with the historicity or the, not even the historicity, just the... Depictions. Depictions and what, you know, whether the Bible's really saying that or whatever. And, and I, I know, I get that I'm on the fringe. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely great actors. And the story's really compelling. It's really good. And... um there was a, there was an error that I think I made in my jumping to a conclusion for prejudging the series that the chosen, that they were talking about the, the people, the Jewish people at Jerusalem as the chosen. Cause remember the Jews were scattered, scattered all over the world. Mm-hmm. The tribe of Judah is far more broad than these mm-hmm. Semites that we, I mean, Semite, right. the Shemites are everywhere. And then the Jews claim that they're the only Semites or Shemites. And now it's like the Jews at Jerusalem are the ones, I mean, there's Jews everywhere, right? right. So uh, especially after the, what scholars call the diaspora, the scattering after mm-hmm. the, the first temple was destroyed in, in uh, just after 600 BC. But anyway, they have always, they always think of themselves or are portray- it's always portrayed from an Old Testament standpoint that the Jews are the chosen people. And um, that's a little erroneous because it's the whole house of Israel. It's Abraham's seed through Jacob. That's the chosen, quote unquote, the chosen people, whatever that means. And I was erroneously thinking that this is what the story is about what, when they talk about the chosen. But I think I'm getting it that the chosen are his dis- disciples, his students. It's And I, I miss, it was so, blo- it's right there in front of your face yeah, and I missed it. He's. This is a story about those people and that's what makes it so great because it's about their personal relationship with the true king of creation right one given dominion by his father the one who's really in control i think you're right
1: but i also think it's, there's another layer to the title the chosen in that it's jesus is the and chosen. that's another good point but i think you're right because we get so much of the story is told through the lens of the disciples talking about jesus or the disciples uh, close you know relatives like Mm -hmm. like we get to know Simon's wife right she's not mentioned in the text of course but we get to know her we get a little more insight on Zebedee who turns out to be in the show this awesome charismatic guy which he Mm -hmm. probably was he probably was you know so um and then of course there's fictional characters that they've created out of you know nothing but they're great characters which you have to do for a television show you you have to create a real world with real people but I think you're right because we're seeing each of them and their development as they, as they become chosen. So yeah, it's great. Keep watching it and play um, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, I, again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play Hogwarts Legacy. Speaking of false realities, <laughs> well, yeah, but
0: like, it, okay, so it's fiction. So it's fiction. That's what you got to look at. It's fic- It's it's historical fiction or Bible-based fiction, but it's really entertaining. And, you know, I don't fault anybody for listening to it. You just got to realize there's, or watching it, you know, you just got to realize there's some significant cosmic issues with, you know, like Mary Magdalene or whatever, but, but that's okay. It can still be fun and interesting and, um, help people elucidate or illuminate for them. Who is this Christ? Who, right. who is this true God right. of creation? And he is a God of love, but he's also a God of war. You know right, but only only at the appropriate time you know he's only going to destroy people who deserve it <laughs> well and i and 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 <laughs> which sounds kind of bad, the, but that's the reality
1: right, and in the context of our current current world, love does not mean lying to somebody, you don't love somebody by by uh, uh, feeding and nurturing a lie that they're trying to live right, and that is so much of what we see today that gets wrapped up in.
0: Yeah, love is, like love. love is permission. Love is, is like just shutting up and going along.
1: Yeah, or, or worse yet, and I, th- I think in, in, in aggrandizing it, saying you, you're living this psychosis and we're going to celebrate it instead mm-hmm. of help you repent, change, and become the true person you are, become a healthy person, yeah. become a, a person with an actual relationship with the people around you, healthy, rela- healthy human relationships,
0: and also a healthy relationship with yourself and ultimately right. with God. As somebody who's awakened, who's not going to let evil infiltrate where, the, where it shouldn't. I mean, love, as, as per a lot of people today, love right now means give as much money as possible to an unaccountable regime halfway across the world <laughs> right. while they kill each other. Right. That's love? Or telling teenagers
1: that uh that they probably were born in the wrong body and they probably are a girl or a boy opposite of whatever they are and that they need to go through severe hormonal and even physical changes to love them like that that's it's like solzhenitsyn said and i'm paraphrasing cuz i can never remember the exact quote but yeah okay let the let there be a big lie in the world but not through me right
0: Right. I butchered the quote. No, it's make it Bobby Flood's quote. That's, (laughs) that's good. You know, love is, love is not, love is not control necessarily. Like I I saw the end of, uh, in passing, somebody's house the other day, I saw the end of the movie, I robot. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you remember that spoiler alert. This is like 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. but Everybody buys the robots, and then the robots become their protectors. But the way they're protecting them is to keep them from doing anything or right. leaving, or, and they just take over the whole society. So
1: unrighteous dominion.
0: Yeah, that's not love. Right. And, and love is not a surveillance state. Right. Love is not our betters, quote-unquote, <laughs> right. controlling everything. Right. Or, or controlling where, where we can drive or or how much carbon we put into the atmosphere. or te- right. Or telling telling you to believe that we're destroying the world when the world was made for us. Right. And you know what? We've been pretty good stewards of the world, and we've created a situation where there was a lot of advancement because people were able to leverage carbon uh, fuels, uh, fossil fuels, in order to get around the globe. You know, love is not... um, Travel for me, but not for thee, because right. I'm a climate crusader. That's it's, not
1: love. It's not telling people to hide their faces or else uh, they lose their jobs. And it's certainly not locking children in their homes away from their peers or locking elderly people into their uh, well, it's certainly little not, rooms it's and not, avoiding
0: them for a year. Right, right, right. And it's certainly not forcing people to be vaccinated with an emergency-created substance that nobody knows the, the <clears throat> short or long-term effects of. Right. I mean, that's not love. Love is not Love is not wearing a mask.
1: Love is a many splendid thing.
0: <laughs> well, at least we know what love is not. <laughs> but yeah, it's not, you know, this whole this what? whole I wear my mask because I love you. Right. And it doesn't protect me. I mean, this the, the the things that are being done, the 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 crazy contorted mind viruses that are being implanted in people all for
1: love. It's well, it's, not, it's, it's, it's another. Cur- it's amazing. It's another inversion. It's Mind blowing. What movie did I quote? I think it's um, it's uh the it's Ewan McGregor that says it right. Love is a many splendid thing.
0: I don't know. Is that from?
1: Uh, it's a musical thing. I think. Is it? What is it?
0: I'm gonna Google it right now. Okay. <laughs> I know we'll the see audience if I can get is it saying before the end of the podcast. The, the audience, audience is shouting it at us,
1: shouting it through the it's through the the car stereo at us while they drive to costco to get
0: industrial size well there's a film called love is a mini splendored thing in in, made in 1955 i don't think
1: it's that (laughs) oh boy all right now i'm googling it while you guys go to costco to get your industrial sized cheese and monster drink (laughs) supplies that's what they're doing uh is it Moulin Rouge? I think it is. and Maybe it wasn't. Is Ewan McGregor in that?
0: Ewan McGregor. A song by Ewan McGregor, Jamie Allen, and Nicole Kidman. Ele, it's called The Elephant Love Medley. I've never seen that.
1: All right. Let me see if I can find that here on a corporate music site. That's <laughs> one of the, the, the girls in my family, wife and daughters. They love that show. What's it called again?
0: Moulin, Moulin Rouge. M-O-U-L-I-N. Alright, let's see here. Well, you find that I'm all podcasted out. I'll just let the I'll let it be quiet. Well, I don't know. Should I sing? What's the song called? Elephant, Elephant Love, love Medley. Medley. Let's
1: see if that's where this is. All you need is love. You be ridiculous. All you need is love.
0: Just one night? Give me just one night. So far. There's don't no have way, it. cause you can't pay. In the name of
1: love night in the name of
0: love You crazy fool How long is it going to take? Longer Okay, I'm waiting If we keep talking over it, we can't get DMCA'd Besides, this, this medley is just stealing other songs anyway True Is that Ewan no, you and McGregor? Allegedly. That's aha. Great song. Yeah. Not right now, but. <laughs> I
1: love you always, forever, forever. Okay, well, for, okay, so they, 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 there's some great songs there. they're alluding to here.
0: Let me see if it has the lyrics. They're going to use. They're gonna um, go through all the songs before they get to the one you're talking about. Okay. I don't know how long this goes on, but Bobby's dancing across the table. I'm looking I'm looking through the lyrics and I don't see it. The elephant love. <clears throat> okay, so the elephant love medley starts off with "Love is a many splendored thing." Then it says, "Love lift us up where, where I be begon- belong." Well, maybe
1: that's just in the movie, but not the soundtrack version of it. Maybe that's a line he speaks in the movie. I
0: don't know. It says that it starts off with that. Well, he does Yeah, say that's there. not the same w- lyrics that I'm looking at. <laughs> All
1: that for some throwaway remark that I make. I make a lot of those <laughs> throwaway remarks. But yes, uh, That'll be the t-shirt. But hey, there's a lot of things about love in that medley.
0: Speaking of love. Speaking <laughs> of. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and be done. On that note, on that failed well, exploration. On those many different
1: notes. By the way, that song, you know, Take on Me, had, a, had a, a bit of a renaissance. It's an 80s song by Aha, as you mentioned. But then Weezer covered it. And it's been in some others. So now the youths of today, they know that song just like we did. Really? I think it's a great song. Sign of the times. Well, the 80s are back. You notice how the teenagers dress and things? They're, the 80s are back. Yeah. Pegging their jeans, sweater vests, My overalls. Kids like 80s overalls music. are back.
0: 80s music is really good. I mean,
1: some of it really is. Some yeah. of it's. No, know, I, I, just, I guess like, I just made a blanket statement I mean, there. like Oingo Boingo is terrible and the fans of Oingo, <laughs> Boingo, fans of Oingo are, Boingo are insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That I actually I like Oingo Boingo. Mm.
0: All right, well. On that note, um, it's been a pleasure podcasting with you. Yes. Let us adjourn for a week. Yep,
1: happy Valentine's Day. Maybe retroactively if you've already, yeah. if that's come and gone. Yeah. But today it's February 13th, and it's not too late for you to not screw it up tomorrow if yeah. you
0: hear this before then. Yeah. I guess the whole love theme is a good theme to end on since it is Valentine's Day tomorrow. True. That was serendipitous. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we should
1: play a little more of this as we as we fade out. Okay. Have a great week, everybody.